without a further ado, I guess we should say something. Uh, first, I'm going to just say some stuff. Is uh, Today, we have a great show for you guys. Today, we're planning on talking about apprenticeships, about tattoo schools, about tattoo courses, a little bit of um, all of our stories. So without further ado, let's get this started. Today, we have a new episode of Honest Tattoo Word Podcast, where me, John Mesa, Matt Triano, get together and talk to some of our friends about tattoos, art, and most of all, keep it real and keep it honest. So, today we're going to talk about tattoo schools, apprenticeships, and let's just get this started. Let's go. So, first off, you guys know me and Matt, but today we have two wonderful ladies. And I would like you guys to introduce yourselves, tell us your name, where you're from, how long you've been tattooing, and maybe what kind of that style of tattooing do you do? I think that'd be great. You, Caro. My name is Carolina. I'm from Colombia, and I've been tattooing for around 14 years. Um, I mostly do realism, black and gray, and colored. All right, my name's Heather Hellion. I'm from Miami, Florida. I've been tattooing for 13 years, and I do a lot of various styles. What's your favorite? Uh, I'd say neo-traditional-ish animals. Amazing. Awesome. So, um, could we, uh, something that we started doing the first week, we forgot to do it last week. Could we go around and talk about, you know, one thing that we did this week? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's start off with that, just to get the conversation going. So, um... Let me see. Tell me something that you tattooed this week or last week. Cause we were just starting the week, so I think we should talk about last week. Honestly. Either one, whatever. Yeah. Uh, last week, Sunday, I colored in a Japanese, <laughs> Japanese-ish style eagle. That looked already great, done the line work. That was looking Thank really you. good. It's crispy. There's a lot of a lot of feathers. I think I didn't see that, but I know which one you're talking about. You saw me outline. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing you outline. Did you tattoo anything this week? No. No? Last week? Last week. What was the last thing you worked on? I don't remember something really cool. Anything. Uh, doesn't have to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't what did you tattoo today? You de- you tattooed today. Yeah. On like around like a hip. Oh, yeah. I did a butterfly. Yeah. Oh, a butterfly. Yeah. It was her first tattoo? It was her first tattoo. Um, it was based on a sketch. So, and But she wanted a like costume. So, yeah. Was it a sketch that you did or that she did? That she found online. Okay. Cool. 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 Do you like doing that? Would you rather? I mean, obviously, you'd rather draw it or have. Like I rather draw right? it from this from the start, but uh, she gave me a lot of freedom in a way. She she just pointed some things that she wanted to modify, but the rest was just not enough freedom. Just to nah. do your own thing. <laughs> cool guys. So I mean. I think all of us have different beginnings to our careers. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't talk about what you did. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so today, actually, I I was doing, a, I did a really tiny tattoo. It's one of those things where, like, sometimes you tattoo people and you do a big tattoo on them. And the day that they want a small tattoo, they still want it from you. So, like, I still like that and I appreciate that. And I just did some small Roman numerals on a young man's chest. I did his first tattoo. He came to me for a second tattoo. And I love that because... Once you start building that rapport with your client, I mean, I'm probably going to be tattooing this kid for a long time. You yeah. Know? I don't think he's going to stop getting tattooed anytime soon. He's very young. So, like, I feel like, yeah, man, any tattoo you want, I'm down. Yeah. His yeah. T- first tattoo was a big one? His first tattoo was inner arm, and it was going to be small. And then I kind of, like, hey, man, 
he wanted a snake and he wanted a small snake and I'm like you don't want a worm bro <laughs> you don't want a worm you want a snake so we ended up doing something that fills the spot like really nice and yeah. it's a cool looking snake i'm actually pretty stoked on it i took like healed pictures today and i'm like cool man you can get the small like very meaningful like roman numerals you know do your thing so that was it yeah cool uh today i tattooed a guy who i tattooed once before about two years ago maybe oh shit maybe more than that maybe like three years ago um, so I originally did an eagle on him and, uh, I remember when I was doing it, he was like, yeah, cool, do what you want. But he was kind of particular about the colors, which throws me off a lot. I hate doing that, but, <laughs> um, whatever. So I did the tattoo. I didn't really love it. And, uh, I just kind of wanted to forget about it. And then when he emailed me again to come in for today's appointment, I was like, oh man, this guy's going to make me do another palette that I don't really want to do or whatever. But no, he was cool today. I showed him the drawing. He was like, yeah, man, this is good. Let's go. And then he took off his shirt and he saw, I saw a tattoo that he had on his other arm that he got in between last time I tattooed him and today. And it was a piece by Giancarle and it was amazing. Yeah. And as much as I love tattooing pieces next to like reputable, good tattooers, it's stressful. It's always a lot more stressful. Yeah, man. It's they like, man, I, a good tattoo looks like. Yeah, and like, now I, I got to make sure that I, you know, knock this one out of the park. Yeah. You got to knock hard. it out of the park, man. Um, and then I always think about, too, like, all right, so this guy got tattooed by Gian in this case. Now I'm thinking, all right, I got to make sure that my tattoo looks awesome. I saw Gian's tattoo. Like, now he's going to go back to him. Gian's going to see my tattoo also, possibly. Yeah. Or, you know, another good tattooer. And, uh, yeah, the guy obviously is collecting tattoos from yeah. great people, you know. But I think, like, especially when I've tattooed people like that, that I've gotten cool pieces from other good tattooers, I'm like, oh, man, those colors work great on this guy. I'm going to use those colors, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they kind of helped you out already, you yeah. know. They're like, man, those colors here are great on you. I'm going to use that. And I'm going to give your arm some harmony by, like, creating a some somewhat of a palette, you right. know, already in the arm. And I think that works really good. Yeah, so that was me. Oh, uh, today I did, uh, what I do on him? I did a wolf today. Wolf. On him, yeah. Cool. It was cool. I got some uh, some drool, which I never get to do. Usually I do blood. Today I did drool. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he was hungry. Switching it up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, we were talking about our beginnings. Um, I think we all started in different parts of the world, actually. Most of us. Except me, Trianna, both started in New York. Yeah. But you started in Miami. Miami. Right, Heather? Yes. And you start in Colombia. Mm-hmm. So um, why don't, let's go around. Why don't you start, Heather, and tell us where you started tattooing and a little bit about the shop, a little bit about your mentor, and Great. <laughs> just a, a small overview. Can of, I go second? Sure, sure. You yeah. want to go second? Sure. Yeah, okay. You want to go first? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, um... I actually was not looking for a shop. Um, I had no idea how to do tattoos, but I broke my arm and I couldn't go back to art school. So I was like, I need to do something and I want to start tattooing. Mm -hmm. And I posted some shirts that I was painting and I said, I just want to get a tattoo machine. And then the best tattoo artist from my city contacted me. And he said, you, what do you want a tattoo machine for? What are you going to do with that? That thing doesn't work by itself. Do you know what a power supply is? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> You're like, How do, that, doesn't it come with batteries? 
Yeah, I had no idea what to do with it. I just wanted to start tattooing. But he liked all my drawings and he said, you should come to the shop. I was really, really, really shy back then. How old were you? I was 17. 17? Yeah. It's young. Starting early. Edge of 17. (laughs) So the tattoo shop was uh, him and his wife. Um, It was... Like I said, one of the best tattoo shops or the best at the moment in mm-hmm. my city. So it was really cool. But at the same time, it was stressful. Like I had to prove myself to be there. Uh, and I did all the basic stuff. Do the Did you get paid? No. <laughs> did you clean? <laughs> I clean every day. <laughs> did you do anything that didn't have to do with the shop or your boss? Uh, no. Surprising. Yeah, you're no. lucky. You're lucky. Yeah. I had to run laundry. No, I didn't. Yeah. Go pick up my laundry. Go pick up my dry cleaners, bro. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, I had to do all that shit. But I did uh, do the needles, you know, like. You soldered needles. Yes. Shit. That's that good. was yeah. tough work. It's not easy stuff. It's not easy and it would burn my hands, even mm. with gloves. Yeah. That was Making needles sucks. Yeah. I don't know why people care about learning. There's plenty of people that are. Doing that way better than we could. Still today, people want to do it. There's still people that that like, well, that they see like, not that they want to do it, but they think like there's like some high and mighty reason for doing it. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I could, so. I could, uh, I could appreciate wanting to know how to do it, but just for the like, my own curiosity. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know how this works. I'm never going to use these. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to make <laughs> it. I, just wanna, I would, I would want to try it. I, yeah. mean, I know how to do it. I, I, I did the same thing. I learned how to make needles in my apprenticeship also. Yeah. But I'm saying if I didn't, I would still want to know how to do it. That's just my True. personality. Yeah, you, you're a doer. You're like, you know, Mr. Build It yeah. type mm-hmm. of guy. You want to know how things work. The inner work. the builder. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, you go second. All right. So um, I started in Miami when I was 25 years old. And... Um, I worked six days a week for a husband and wife. They owned two shops. So four days I was at the main shop with the most artists. And then two days I was at the other shop where in both shops I answered the phone, answered emails. I drew for the boss and his wife, all of their appointments. Um, I was told the first day that I started that women do not belong in the industry and that I had no right to watch them tattoo. And... um, that kind of broke my heart because to me it was like the beginning of like my dreams. And um, I kind of just had to roll with the punches, you know, they're trying to get me fired. Like they just did not want me there. And um, so I think there were seven artists at the main shop and maybe four at the other. And we started work at 12 and by two o'clock all the tubes had to be done from the entire week. Actually, every day. It was every day, but it, would, it was, tubes. like, insane. An, amount, an insane amount of tubes. And it, while I'm doing tubes... How many artists? How many artists? Yeah, there were seven. So I, I had to do all their tubes separately, you know, so I wouldn't mix them up. And then I would be there, like, scrubbing, scrubbing. Someone would walk in. I have to take out my gloves, go talk to the customer, you know, answer the phone. Like, I did everything. Like, um, And it, it sucked, and it took a lot for me to, like, adapt to that, but it really like sharpened my brain and helped me be like a more responsible multitasker damn right 
<laughs> I feel like that's a magical moment, though. <laughs> like, you know, once you realize that all those struggles that you're going through when you're at a, at a, at a being an apprentice and stuff like that, you realize that, man, those are the things that did make me better at yes. doing my job, you know? Like, being able to do all those, like, you're, you know, multitasking, like, where you're talking, like, oh, I'm doing all this and this and that, and then I'm also talking to customers, you know? I remember when I was tattooing, I would be tattooing and almost like doing a consultation with like yeah. another person that's going to get tattooed as I'm finishing up this tattoo when I was working right. in a, at a walk-in shop. You know yeah, what I'm you saying? you have to do that. Yeah, and selling a tattoo, which would be like, yeah, man, yeah, I'll knock that out real quick. Yeah, I'll do this like this. I'll just redraw that. And they're like, all right, cool, man. I'll sit, I'll sit and wait for you. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like all those things kind of just fall into place and mostly you realize all those things work later even the fact of like just getting humbled a little bit by having to do grunt work yeah um i was happy to do it i felt like i was earning my keep i never got paid a single dollar i wasn't even tipped in information i was thrown to the wolves did you have to pay <laughs> for your apprenticeship no i refused to because i always heard that that was not a real apprenticeship um what was i gonna say i was gonna say do you feel that The people that were around you when you started were good tattooers. Looking back at it now, like it's, it's so different. Like, like when yeah. I started, I thought the people that I worked with were really good, you know? And oh, then yeah. after like a couple of years, but most of all, it hit me when I went to my first tattoo convention. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, these motherfuckers are good. Know? like these actually these guys these guys are really good that's actually why i started going to conventions because i knew even at the time that the people teaching me how to tattoo were terrible <laughs> so I, I had to figure it out yeah. <laughs> like i don't know something smells like these guys suck yeah. and like there was no internet when we all like kind of got it started so like you i only saw tattoos that were like in, in my area and in yeah. magazines that's yeah, yeah. it you know in my area and in magazines it wasn't like i'm going to um like spend an hour looking through like some of the best work in the world that's being like recommended to me by an algorithm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not at all like now, you know, it was like, man, it took a long time before I saw a tattoo that I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know you could do that. I still remember the first time I, I saw one of Nick Hortado's tattoo. I was like, what? Me too. Mm. I was yeah. like fangirling. I was like, what is that? <laughs> that's how I was with Nick Baxter's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in the beginning, I mean, I didn't know anything. So, like, anything I saw that was any sort of skill of tattooing, I was enamored. And I was like, wow, that's so good. But then after, like, year two, three, four, I was like, yeesh. You know, when I started tattooing and I started, like, noticing, like, that I was being maybe a little more, like, nitpicky about how I did things. And I started seeing, like, more flaws in their work. Um, not that I was anywhere near them, but... I, I guess I just got, like, a broader sense of what tattooing was. Also TV. I mean, Miami Ink was, like, exploding when I started. So that's when, like, I think the whole world started to see tattooing as being, like, an art form. You know, it, it became more widely accepted as well. I know it's funny that you say, like, Miami Ink. Cause like, I think Miami Ink opened up the world to uh, the lifestyle of the tattoo artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh... Honestly, like, even from watching Miami Ink, like, there weren't many tattoos on Miami Ink that I saw that I was like, well, that's fucking amazing. Well, except Chris Garver. You know, like, yeah, he would, he would 
doing Kill amazing it. shit, you know, but the majority, it wasn't like things that I'm like, that's mind blowing. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't doing, they were doing a lot of, you know, small one session yeah, little tattoos and they had a lot of meaning and things like that. But I don't think that it was like a lot of, uh, and I think that, that was the main thing, the selling point of the Miami, the storylines, you know, of like the reason and motive and why these people want to get these tattoos. Cause the whole time that they're, you know, they meet the client, blah, blah, blah. And then the whole time they're like getting you the sob story of why this person is getting this tattoo and how it means so much to them. And I think that that's when, from a social point, you know, people started kind of connecting more of like, oh man, I do, I, that's actually not bad. You know, like I would get a tattoo that commemorates this part of my life or this person in my life or et cetera, or something that just looks cool. But I think a lot of, uh, that helped, sh- you know, shave the bad connotation to being a tattooed person or getting tattoos. And then at that point, then I think the shift went from, you know, tattoo artists just being like this demographic of people to then like, dude, you can have a, you know, a soccer mom with a cool tat, you know, and she's stoked to show it to you. Yeah, I think it changed the industry. Absolutely. Immensely. Some people will say for the better. Some people will say for the worse. I mean, it's more clients for us. So I do. I agree with that. I think it is more client for us. I think it's more client for everybody. Everybody. And, um, There's definitely want- not a shortage of people wanting to get tattooed. No. <laughs> what I was going to say before, though, is um, I think what also made Miami Inc. very popular is that, and it had to have been a conscious decision on you know, the producer's uh, part, the people getting the tattoos, they're getting small, dinky tattoos because that's, like, the common thing that people would normally get tattooed, like, all of us are doing very unique custom designs, but we're in a very unique position where, you know, we're taking these clients that are we're booked out for a little bit. But, you know, the street shop and, you know, people who haven't been tattooing as long as we have, they're doing those small tattoos, those everyday tattoos that are just like common folk tattoos, which those are the people that relate to those tattoo, uh, those shows. shows yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, so how did you start, Matt? Uh all right, I'm going to brief through this because we talked about this once before already on the show. But um, I started tattooing by myself at my, at my house. I bought a tattoo kit off of eBay. And uh, what's funny is you were saying, like, I don't know how this works. The machine came. I'm going to give a little insider inf- information. The machine came with the contact screw, like, opened up. So I plugged it in, pressed on the foot switch, nothing and happened. nothing happened. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, I was looking at the box like, where's the instruction manual? For this? I was so pissed off that there was no instruction manual. I had no idea what to do. Um, so yeah, finally I figured it out. And uh, I did a couple of tattoos out of my house, fucked up a couple of my friends. And then yeah. I, uh, I was really heartbroken about it. Like I was ruining my friends. I was ruining my friendship too. Like I had a couple of friends that I did really bad tattoos on and it, uh, it put a damper on our friendship. So uh, around that same time, the shop that I wound up doing an apprenticeship just opened up brand new. And uh, I went to the guy with my portfolio of like six shitty tattoos. And I was like, hey, I see you're opening up a shop. Um, I'm a tattoo artist. Here's my portfolio. Like, let me work for you. And the guy knew. He's like, he could see it that clearly you're not a tattooer. But um, he gave me a shot. He was like, oh, look, I'll let you do an apprenticeship. I'll teach you how to tattoo the right way. And uh, I got my start there. Look at where you are now. Look at where I am now. Everybody S- gets still self-taught. <laughs> How long ago? Still self-taught. Um, so when I bought the eBay kit, that was 2006. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was 2007 when I got that apprenticeship with that guy. Okay. Shit. Um, the way I started tattooing, so 
I uh, I just I started just wanting to get tattooed. I just wanted to get tattooed, so I didn't know even to where to go get tattooed. And funny story, like, man, it's crazy how things can change. So one of the first tattoo shops that I walked into was the old New York Adorned. I walked into it, and I felt so uncomfortable there. Overall, just Why? like, just like, it felt like I walked, you know, the, the typical idea of like, uh, oh, the battery died. Yeah, the battery in the middle one. Um, the, uh, the typical idea of like, uh, where you feel like tattooers are kind of like, like, what do you want? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like stuck up, pretentious. They were kind of stuck up and pretentious there and they turned me off so much, you know? And it's a bummer because, like, honestly, like, looking back at it now, I didn't know that I was at a good shop. I just thought, I was like, this is a cool-looking place. Let me walk up in here because I want to get tattooed. And I tried, and I, nobody, I didn't feel welcomed, and I felt, like, kind of like an outsider. So I didn't go there, and I didn't end up, like, really following through. And then later I told one of my friends, like, oh, I really want to get tattooed. And he's like, oh, my cousin goes to this place, you know? And uh, we tried to go there, and it was all the way up in, like, Washington Heights, and um, it was closed. And then on our way back to the train, I saw a sign of another tattoo shop. I'm like, bro, there's another tattoo shop right here. Mm-hmm. Literally knowing, thinking like all tattoo shops are We're the great. same. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, if it's a shop, it must be good, bro. <laughs> like, who has a business? This sucks, you know? So I went to that shop, and it was a completely different vibe. They were super welcoming, super nice. And, like, within a short period of time, I felt... I'm like, oh, this place is rad, you know? So I hung out, and I told him what I wanted, and I set up an appointment, and I got, like, my first big tattoo started there, you know? And I went, I had this, my right arm was completely clean. I had nothing on it, and I wanted to do a full sleeve, right? What? So I started getting tattooed by this guy, and I would just have such a good time. And then we bonded, became homies, you know what I'm saying? Just spending a lot of time together. And at the time, I was going to school for... Uh, art and graphic design stuff like that and he brought it up to me when he's like hey dude like you ever thought about tattooing and I was like nah bro like I want to do this kind of like fashion design stuff like that's really where I where my heart's at you know he's like well man like you can still do that why don't you just learn to tattoo you know like you could do wherever you want and I was like that's true and you can make good money and I was like I guess that's true (laughs) and he's like look just come by the shop do a couple of days, see how you like it. That's so lucky. That's how the fuck I'm here. That's so lucky. Yeah. And that's how I got pulled in. But also. So tattooing found you. Tattooing found me in a sense, you know, I was, it was kind of something that fell on my lap that I never really like thought about. I never wanted to pursue it, but it was like, oh shit, this is actually kind of cool. And you know, it just, it took being in the shop just a few days to be like, I think there's something here. And then at that shop, they had a bunch of tattoo magazines. And that's where I got to see really sick-looking, cool tattoos. And I was like, damn, this is better than anything that they're doing. <laughs> I was like, I got I to gotta see where this goes. I'm like, you know, and I've always had that kind of state of mind. I was like, you know, I could get here if I'm driven. You know, if I, if I put it in the effort, the time, yeah, I yeah. could get to this point, you know. And, um, but I'm still very grateful that, those guys were nice and welcoming and they never really hazed me. You know what I'm saying? I never really got hazed by them. 
they still humbled me down. Like I'm saying, I did get laundry, food. I did all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, what's what was crazy is that at the time I was like a, I was like the boss at my job, and I used to be a, a personal trainer, and I used to be the manager for all the trainers. You know, so and the guys that I that my tattooer knew that, and when I came in, he was like, "Just so you know, you're not the boss here, bro. So you got to act like." He kind of checked me. He's like, I know you come from this place where you're kind of in charge of things. Here, you are at the bottom of the barrel, bro. So get your mind right that this is where you're at. And I was like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. You know? And for a while, I kept my job. And I did the days, you know? Like he said, just a few days casually. But I think tattooing will teach you quickly that... If you do any, if you do tattooing casually, you'll get nowhere. Yeah. You know, for a long time, especially in the beginning, you need to get married to tattooing. You know, you need to marry it. You need to love it. You need to love it more than anything or anyone else in your life. There's no time for girlfriends. There's no time for anything else. You know, there's no time to make money. You're going to be fucking broke. You know, get ready to live off hot dogs or halal food. That's what I was doing. Just like the cheapest stuff mm-hmm. that I could get just so I could get dollar slices. Like it was just like making ends meet. I had an apartment. I had to let go of my apartment, go crash in my friend's couch for a bit to like it start making any sorts of money. Because I had no money. You know, luckily I had some savings and that helped me out. But then it reached a point where I was making no money. And then this is going to maybe blow some minds. But when I started tattooing, for, I didn't know how tattooers got paid, right? So the guy that I worked for, he would pay everyone just a flat salary. What? <laughs> yeah. He paid every, And you know what's crazy? How much was it? So he would pay. In the beginning, since I was nobody, I was a runt, right? I got paid $200 a week. Oh and that's God. after I started tattooing. And I was already like... Doing, you know, like five to ten names a day. That's who who up. priced the tattoos that you were doing? He would price the tattoos, you know? He would price every tattoo that was done in the shop, all of them, you know? Top guy in the shop who was the guy who could do portraits, he would do sometimes two portraits a day, you know? And he would get paid about a thousand bucks a week. Jesus. That's, I mean... How many years ago? A thousand bucks a week for the I whole week. I mean, for week. New York, that sucks. But like a thousand a week in a Miami. A thousand a week. A long time ago. A thousand a week, you know what I'm saying? Like, that sounds, it's one of those things where like on days, on weeks where he was not busy, he would still get paid that. But there's weeks where he would bang out two portraits in a day. And then tomorrow again, two more portraits that day. And he still get paid a thousand yeah, bucks for the week. Up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's pros and cons to this idea of, like, you got paid a flat rate. But I've learned later that there's that's a normal thing, especially in Europe. That's a big thing. You know, people open shops and you're hired as an employee and you're going to get paid a salary. And the owner of the shop gets all the money for each tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just pay you, like, everything. And that's, that's how it all began for me. I wonder if uh, if anybody still does that here. In the U.S.? Salary. I feel like, not in metropolitan cities, but I feel like if you go down 
you know, like Virginia. Yeah, I feel like if you go down to like certain places, I'm gonna say, especially if you go somewhere near Middle America military bases. Okay, you have a higher probability that there is a shop owner there that says, like, "Look, man, I'll pay you this much for you to bang out freaking a." bunch of tattoos for all these new cadets that just came into town for like you know you're gonna have slow times i'll take care of you i'll still pay you you know what i'm saying and then it'll be like some people will be like nah i want to get paid all the money you know what i'm saying and some people are gonna like i'll take that deal you know because it'll give them consistency which like i've learned that some tattooers like consistency of paying like they rather just get paid you know and know that they're gonna get paid because they're like yeah i get paid this much you know thousand bucks a week that's fifty thousand a year you know, without having to hustle for it, you know, or you can make a hundred K a year, but you're going to have to have like, you have to hustle for that money. Yeah. You know, it all depends what kind of lifestyle you're trying to live. So, uh, I had to pay for my apprenticeship and you, you said that people said you that was yeah, it was like just common knowledge that never pay for it because it's a mm-hmm. crock of shit. They're just going to, what I mean, obviously you turned out great, but. Right, but going back to what I was saying before, I, I paid for my apprenticeship and I still had to teach myself. That's oh. ridiculous. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I had to pay 5000 for my apprenticeship, but similar to John, like I had it pretty easy. Which is why I think I'm I'm pretty easy on Vega because mm-hmm. like I didn't I didn't get like harassed or I didn't have to do a lot of bullshit. Um, the only thing that I had to do was really apprenticeship duties. I you know I didn't even mop the floors like that's how good I had it. I had to scrub tubes. I had to set up stations, break down, um, answer the phones, and that was really it. And then I had to learn how to tattoo. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the guys who taught me how to tattoo were awful tattooers. <laughs> so it was kind of a trade-off. Like, it was more, the way that I looked at it was, this guy didn't give me an apprenticeship in the learning sense of the way. He gave me a studio to practice in until I figured my own shit out. So it's, I'll, I'll bring something, you know. Out of the things that weren't about being a good technical tattooer, do you feel like you learned something from those guys that wasn't based on necessarily the, the the technical like maybe they weren't good tattooers but if they were been tattooing for a while they had to be doing something right you know yeah you feel like there's things that they taught you because i feel like some of the things that i learned from certain people that i learned from in my career it wasn't that they were good tattooers but they knew either a how to sell a tattoo you know they knew how to fix machines they mm-hmm. knew what a machine should sound like they knew what kind of needles you should use for certain things. Why? You know? And, you know, they could even tell me, like, oh, man, you don't want to use a five for that. You want to use a tight four. People are like, what? Um, yeah, yes and no. So the guy who taught me, um, I think he started in, like, 1983, right? Mm-hmm. So in 2007, when he was teaching me how to tattoo – he still had the 1983 mentality. Yeah. So, um, and I remember the first day that I watched him tattoo, like that was the thing that I had to do, which I know that a lot of apprentices don't do. Like I sat there for hours and just watched him tattoo. I couldn't get up. 
Yeah. Couldn't, you know, that, yeah. that was my time just to learn. No Same. Yeah. I did that for a long time too. Yeah, yeah. So he was coloring, he was coloring this tattoo in. And then after we were, after he was done, <laughs> I asked the guy, I was like, that was cool. But do you know how to pack it in solid? <laughs> do you know how to do it well? <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know how to do it. I just, you know, I didn't do it on this one. I was trying to make sure that you knew <laughs> that that wasn't solid enough. <laughs> you don't like my watercolor? So, yeah, no, like the guy, like I said, I, I think he gave me a place to learn, but I had to learn on my own. So I was the only one here that feels like my tattoo master was great. Because mine was great, actually. I was very lucky with that. Mm -hmm. And I still think he is. Yeah, I, you still like his work. You're yeah, like, oh, I still like his I stuff. I have recent tattoos from him. Mm -hmm. he, was, he, was, uh, he was very close-minded into like being a traditional. So we had a lot of um, encounters on it. <laughs> but as an artist, he's great. Yeah. He's a great artist. And he's still tattooing? He's still tattooing, yes. Um, and he, he did... Really, I think like he was really good master. I think he was. I I used to just sit to watch, sit there and watch him. And I also was like tattooing origins all day long. Yeah. And he will just like come sit there with me and treat the orange as it was a person or whatever. So for me, what you were saying, something that he taught me besides tattooing was to be comfortable and confident about being an artist because my family was so against it yeah and to me to be there and see this guy being so cool and so good and so professional was very inspiring he was i was like i want to do that i yeah. want to be that some days my family weren't like were so against that they wouldn't give me money to go there i would walk just to be there how far of a walk was that I don't know, very long walk. <laughs> I still remember. <laughs> Did you have to walk it in the snow? It was Colombia. It's Colombia. You know what I'm saying? But it's all idea. It's like when I was a kid, I had to walk 20 miles. miles in the snow. Okay, I didn't starve <laughs> or I didn't. <laughs> I didn't suffer that much, but I did suffer. Okay. Man. No, these guys, uh, they would. Uh, they fucked with my. Uh, they messed with my black and gray wash. They would pour black and mix it up. So I'd be like, they're trying to learn how to do black and gray, and I'd go with the light shading to be black. I mean, they just sabotaged me. They wiped their balls on my cards. Oh, like it's endless. Like <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't even want to like sit here. You and got trash hazed. Talk. I got hazed. You got hazed. I mean, I have honestly, I did like I have a problem with like the hazing of tattooers like i don't think it's necessary yeah, i do dumb. think that you need to be stern and be direct with your apprentices but you don't necessarily have to haze them i mean but there's just playful hazing that kind of builds uh -huh. yeah. character yeah, yeah yeah like playful hazing i think it's fine and, and it does build character you know a little bit of just like you know what what are they like locker room humor talk type of shit you know when you talk shit about just the person for whatever reason just because it's fucking funny you know, I feel like that does build a little character and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, I feel like once you cross over and you're accepted and you're now in that different position, there's, it's a, it feels, it feels good. Yes. It feels good. Once you're like, when you're at the beginning outside of that circle and then you make it in the circle and then you're looked at as a peer, that's yeah. a fucking amazing feeling. You're accepted. Yeah. 
absolutely. You know, like I, I think in that, in tattooing, you're going to experience that maybe two or three times, right? Like for me, I experienced that first when I was at a, a, an apprentice and then I tattooed with the guys, you know, and then they saw me as a tattooer and they were like, oh, your shit's cool, man. This is looking good, you know. Then later it came when I, the people that I saw in, dated, you know, in magazines, I was tattooing next to them. You know, the guys that I saw in, in the conventions that I was like, man, I hope I make it to this convention one day, you know, and I got invited to those conventions and then being able to tattoo next to them. And then last, it was when I was able to go to a tattoo convention and then enter my tattoo against people that I admired and then beat them on it. That's crazy. That felt real good, you know? That was like, yeah, yeah, all right, we here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that just felt really good, you know, because it's, but it takes putting yourself out there to, to achieve all those levels. You have to try, yeah. you know? It's like... I, you know, I remember my very first tattoo convention, which was the Philly tattoo convention, my very first one. And I was next to what year it was oh, shit, dude. I don't remember the year, honestly, but it's funny because my very first convention, I was next to these two guys and I still know those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I still know those guys. You know, one of them is he's a really good tattooer now. Uh, <laughs> Robbie Latos. I don't he know. does black and gray. He does a lot of really cool skulls. I know the that guy, yeah. His work over the years, like, I'm telling you right now, his work in the back in the day, sorry, Robbie, that shit sucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> back in the day, his work was whack. And then over the years, just persistence, determination, just working on himself. His stuff looks sick now. You know what I'm saying? He's doing really cool work. Yeah. You know? I know his work now. Yeah. 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 You know his work. And, and it was like one of those things. And a few other guys that have like, you know, uh, I've seen in, in tattooing, I've seen guys in tattooing in 10 years, just miles from where they started. And I've seen guys in 10 years, two steps from when Stag they started. Or the same. <laughs> yeah, or the worse. <laughs> yeah. Or even worse. That, you know? That's how my mentor is. I, I, <laughs> he has oh me God. blocked, but I'll like creep on him sometimes. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, put your glasses on. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm glad you said put your glasses on because... Do you remember um, checkoutmyink.com? No, I don't. No, nobody remembers that. Checkoutmyink.com. Yeah. Oh, so okay. it it was it was like uh, it was like the Facebook uh, or the Instagram for tattooers. Ink Nation to me was that. Yeah, that too. Yeah, they were around the same time. Okay, but uh, they, they were they were very different as far as like the type of people on there. Like check out my ink where people who were like, hey, here's my portfolio, check it out. And then other non-tattooers could go on and like, oh, I, I like this tattooer. Maybe I'll go check him it's out. It's just and, like tattoo do. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? But in like 2005. Right. Um, <laughs> ink Nation was full of like dicks. I, I did not like Ink Nation. There were a lot of like just rude people on there. Oh, like, I thought you meant like dicks. Like, it was full of penises. There, right? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I was going, so on check out my ink, um, the guy who taught me how to tattoo, he would go on there and look at all these phenomenal tattoos and like, he would critique them and, and know exactly like why this works, why this looks great. Look at how crisp this line is. Look at yeah. how smooth the shading is. Like he knew what made a good looking tattoo or a good looking piece of art. But then he would come do his own tattoo, yeah. and it would be scratchy, patchy, and everything. And then he would 
critique it the same way he was looking at the stuff online. Like, oh man, look at how amazing this tattoo is. Like, You're he was so proud of his work. What? Like, he could not see. Could That's not, one like, of my biggest fears. Disconnect. Ever. <laughs> he could not disconnect like how shitty his work was, <laughs> thinking that it was just as good as the stuff that he was seeing oh, man. other people do. Wow. Delusion. It really was. It is delusion. <laughs> it is delusion. I mean, like, I, I, if you're a good tattooer, you know when you had a great day. You know when you had a bad day. You know when your idea didn't execute as well as yeah. you planned it. And you feel fucking like you did something dirty yeah. at yeah. the end of that day. You can't yeah. sleep. You, you can't sleep. I sleep, sleep fine that. every time. Yeah. I just... Wank and sleep it off, brah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up. But, uh, yeah, but you do feel that, like, fuck. You just feel, like, bombed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those people don't feel that. Yeah. So they, weird. They, yeah, yeah, they don't. No, oh, and they would they be don't. like, oh, is your customer happy? And be like, yeah, but, like, I'm not happy, and that's what matters to me. Absolutely. Yeah. There's th- That was one thing. So when I did the reality show, I got into this huge argument with this one girl on it because she thought that the worth of her tattoo was how good her client felt about it. And I'm like, no, dude, it doesn't, like, I I get it. I'm glad that you feel good, that your client's happy, but that wasn't a good tattoo. And the fact that she's happy about it doesn't make it a good tattoo. Right, right. You know, it's as simple as, like, like, uh, if, if you're, like, what you were saying, like, if your client wants a specific, I want these colors, you know, I want... Freaking uh, concentrated blue rose, bro. Tangerine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want a, con- a blue concentrate rose with tangerine leaves. You could do that for them. They'll be stoked because you, did, you did exactly what they wanted. But it's going to be shitty, dude. So you have to be able to like, like, I know this is what you want, but this is not what you need. Would you? I know what you need, you know? And I think that that's very important to be able to like talk to your clients and don't put their ideas down, but just teach them, like, I know you want this, but this is where you should be going, this is where you should get, and just teach them the right things, you know? And I feel like with a little bit of education and patience and good communication, you can get your clients to be like, okay, I see where where, where you want to go with this, you know? Two um, things to bounce off of that. One, um, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split this into two things. Mm-hmm. So I had a client one time that I forgot where – like why this came up, but she said to me, she was like, ah, don't worry about it. You probably don't care about it that much. Like talking about something that something wrong that happened on her tattoo. She's like, ah, don't worry about it. You probably don't care. And I was like, I, I probably care a hell of a lot more than you do. Yeah. And she was like, what really? She was so shocked to hear that. (laughs) But, um, the other thing I was going to say is, so we're going to talk about tattoo schools. Yeah. You will not learn that skill that you were just talking about learning how to talk to your client, convince them how to get, like, or mm-hmm. why you should do certain things, you're not going to get that at a tattoo school. At all. You're not going to learn that, you know, watching DVDs or watching YouTube videos. No. Like, you need to be an immersed in it day in and day out for at least two years. You have to be around professionals that have done it for longer yeah. than no, and you're like, oh, wow, that guy just sold the shit out of that tattoo, yeah. dude. And you hear these things and those things, you're like, oh, man, that's how you talk to your client and that's how you build it up and that's how you, like, build rapport with clients. And, you know, like we were saying, like, some of the worst tattooers have been some of the best salesmen at, and they have to be. Yeah, they have Because to they're be. not great. Yeah. They're not great at tattooing. So they have to be amazing salesmen for their work. 
So, like, if you combine being an amazing salesman with great work, dude, you'll work forever, you know? You can't have one without the other in both situations. You can be an amazing tattooer and just not be able to sell yourself, you know? And then that person, when we switch that same mentality to, like, music, for example, you could be a great musician, but if you don't learn how to play in front of people and capture the audience and put yourself out there, you're going to be the best thing nobody ever heard of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to learn to sell your music for people to in, put yourself out there and talk to people and blah, 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 like marketing yourself and all that stuff. The value of that in tattooing is so high. And I think that um, because things have gone so online, it's been getting lost, you know? Because people are, you don't really sell yourself online that much. or You do, but in a different way. But you don't really get to have that, like, personal, interaction. like, interaction. You know, if, if you have a gift of gab, you can't use it online, yeah. you know? And I think that that's, that's huge. Um, but how do you guys feel at tattoo schools? I don't feel like they're thorough enough. There's a lot... I'm sure that they get something out of it. I'm, you know, there's no doubt that they they went in there knowing nothing and they come out however knowing long something. it is. They know something. Yeah, right? of course. Um, but it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not even close to enough. No. And uh, just like anything else, like I'll, I'll take, for example, uh, my wife, Nicole, she went through eight years of nursing school. Six years? Eight years? I don't know, whatever it is. She, did her, she got her master's, right? So... And every time that she got a new degree, whether it was her bachelor's or her master's, she would come out of the uh, the program and be like, all right, this is cool. Now I'm going to go to work and really learn how to do what I got to do. Yeah. yeah. And really yeah. learn a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because everything that she learned in school was not practical. Yeah. Like it was textbook stuff. Like it's good to know, but real life situation stuff, she didn't learn any of that. Like that's what you learn on the job. On the mm -hmm. job. And uh, tattoo school is not teaching you that. They'll teach you maybe some technical stuff like you know, how to move your hand in the motion that you need to move. It. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, about yeah. it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of sad because they sell this idea that like, they're going to go through this two month, whatever program, however long it is, and be able to walk out into the world and go get a job. I mean, and maybe some desperate shops might take them. Well, I, this is what I was going to say. That's why there's so many just little shops popping up here and then, because nowadays you know, it's why would I go to a shop of freaking, you know, entitled new old school gatekeeping ass tattooers, <laughs> you know, when I could just go open my own. I feel like the only good part that can come out of this is that people are going to hit the wall and realize that tattooing isn't as easy as it's promoted to be, you know, because they can't you can get the two months uh, thing and you can get the title but you're not going to do a good tattoo after but that. I wish that was true, but I think that the biggest thing with, the, like, oh, man. You think they're going to do a good tattoo after that? Because it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that, like, a lot of tattooers base how good something is on, like, if people like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you do a bad tattoo, but... You have, like, a bunch of people on your shit saying, it's fucking amazing. I love it. Oh, my God. It's the sickest shit I've ever seen, you know? Then you start believing that shit, that? you know? But then you, if you, like, were to show whatever they did to, like, 
a good tattooer, they'll be like, oh man, that's just crap. Because I'm looking at it from my experience as a tattooer, how tattoos work, how it's going to age and all of that. And the uneducated customer, you know what I'm saying, who's just looking at things from, you know, like... An accessory on their body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're stoked. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on what I was saying earlier. Like, the customer can be stoked with a crappy tattoo, you know? But the tattooers know better. And you can't just, you know live on like oh well people like it it doesn't make it good just because people like it it's like even like like popular music you know what i'm saying like there's plenty of popular music that sucks that becomes super catchy yeah. you know and becomes trendy for a little bit of time but at the end of the day there's things that are classics you know there's things that are classics there's old music that you play today tomorrow whenever and be like that's fucking amazing song it's timeless that's great and i feel like we all want to reach a point where we're doing timeless tattoos you know where it's like oh man that tattoo looks amazing now look it's gonna look great 10 years from now it's gonna be fucking time even when it's really old like it'll still hold you know but we're in a very like uh in a culture where everything's like instant gratification you know and that's what's measured first like you know this is sick? Is it dope? Can I put it on Instagram? Are people liking it? And that's, that's what really matters. what they care about. Yeah. They just care about the numbers on Instagram. That's true, but I also feel like regardless of how many people are like, you know, it depends on the artist's relationship with their own art because anybody could would be like, oh, that's great, that's great. Is Was your customer happy? And if, like, I saw a flaw or a couple flaws or if I wasn't happy with the blend, it didn't matter who was telling me what was good. It was like it like it my relationship to my art would determine how I felt about each tattoo that I did. Yeah. And I think it th- that varies with a- every artist, you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. Well, every artist is their own worst critic. Exactly. At least a good artist. Is. A good artist. A good, a good artist. artist. Yeah. yeah. I think so. A good artist, even a tattoo that looks good, they're like could have been better. Could have been better. <laughs> nothing, like, nothing's yeah. ever good enough. <laughs> nothing's ever, <laughs> ever good enough. You know what's so funny, though, is I'll do a tattoo, and then if I'm not totally happy with it, I'll, I'll go home like, oh, man, I fucked that one up. And then I'll see, like, I'll yes. erase it out of my mind, yeah. and, like, a week or two later, or a month or two later, or whatever, I'll look good. back at it, and I'm like, damn, that's really <laughs> yeah, it. I'm pretty yeah, proud yeah. of myself <laughs> with that one. Absolutely. We just need space from Yeah, you need to separate. Yeah. 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 That's one of those things that, I forget who, ta- who told me that. Man, I wish I could go back and tell you guys who told me that, but they were like, hey, man, after you finish your tattoo, dude, just put that shit away. Don't even look at the photos you took of the tattoo till the next day. Look at it the next day. That's Your eyes are going to be fresh. You're going to look at it with, like, the different point of view. You're going to be like, and it's absolutely true, like what you're saying, man. It's the same way with art as well. Painting, drawing. Sometimes you just got to take, like, a break. Well, that's a huge advantage of... Like painting on yeah. a canvas on that you can like you could work on a painting for months, you know you could be like start this painting. I kind of got my heart out of it right now, so I'm gonna go fuck off and do some other shit. I'll be back on this painting when I feel inspired again, you know, to work on that painting. And with tattooing, we have a fucking person there, and they're yeah. trying to make it to their dinner at eight o'clock, and you're like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta knock this thing out. You know what I'm saying? So even if you like sometimes like, oh man, I need to take a break and walk away from this tattoo. Just get my mind off. You still are like, oh, this motherfucker's bleeding his arm out, right? Here. <laughs> and <laughs> I just feel pressured to get yeah, back. Yeah, I gotta get back on there. Like, you know, they're like looking at the time and all this shit. And, you know, we we try to appease, you know, that situation and make them feel good about it and still be 
customer service, you know, friendly and all that stuff. But that doesn't really work with art a lot of the times, you know, like art needs to art gets done when it gets done, man. It's like, you know, that, and if you do big tattoos, like big projects, that's one of the first things I learned. And it's like this first day, bro, we might be drawing, re-stenciling for three to four hours. We're yeah. not going to start this at all until I feel that the design part of this is as good as it could ever get. Because that's the part that we can't change in this whole process, yeah. you know? I feel like it changes everything. And sometimes you just have, like, the fire on your ass causing anxiety as you're trying to do that. You're like, oh, my God, I'm taking long, I'm taking longer. And, like, but you're still trying to make it perfect, but you still have that little voice in the back of your head that you're, like, <laughs> taking a long time. I got to think, like, the worst, you know, shit is, like, when I, you've been tattooing somebody for a long time, and they're every five minutes... So, how's it looking? I hate oh that. Oh, my God. How's it, how's it looking? <laughs> like, um, you're going to say it looks terrible. Yeah. So, so, yeah, like, it's, yeah. I mean, like, I'm like, dude, you're looking at it just like I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, just look at it. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think? Like, another 30, 30, min- 30 minutes more? <laughs> think you got, like, 20 minutes? We're almost done, right? We're almost done, right? Oh, you're almost done. I can see that you're almost done. How the fuck do you know, bro? How many tats have you done in your life? I purposely take longer when people say that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did not say that. I, I've actually had to be like, so how many tattoos have you done? Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Like, no, we're not done. I've said that actually, that same thing. When you, I've tattooed someone, they're in a position where they can't see the tattoo, mm-hmm. which is the best. I know. And I purposely position people so they can't look and at And they it. brought a friend. And that friend is just just hawking over the tattoo. Oh God, yeah. And you just did like three lines. And they're like, you're almost done. I hate that. You're, you're almost done. Yeah. He just did this other line. He just changed needles now. He's like, they're giving like a freaking play-by-play of what you're doing. You're like, shut the fuck up. But uh, you can't say that. You can't. And then I've had people push me to the edge. And I'm like, hey, how many tattoos have you done? Because I'm not nowhere near done. And they're like, oh, really? Yeah, really. Just sit down, hold their hand, and look at them in the eye, and just stop looking at what I'm doing. You know, like, just stop. Stop that, you know? It sucks sometimes. You really do have to be stern with people when they're driving you up the wall while you're trying to concentrate and do something permanent. Sometimes I think, like, getting tattooed is such a difficult thing, almost like when, like, if you're doing, like, a, like a workout boot camp, and you need your trainer to be like, listen. I need you to get your head in the game. <laughs> this is the <laughs> like, like, yeah, like sometimes people need that. Like, hey, I need you to focus. You came here to get tattooed, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah, all right. Put your big boy pants on. You're gonna get tattooed. You're gonna finish this thing. It's gonna look amazing. You're gonna love it at the end. But right now, I need you to stop asking me when this is gonna be done, and just know that it is gonna be done. And just sit there and just wait. You're yeah. like, some people right. actually get softer when someone's right next to them. Yes. Yes. That sucks. Yeah. You know, it's like, go, I've seen go people, grab that coffee, you know? <laughs> I've seen people who they come in alone and they're doing like great, great, great. Great. And yeah. then their friend comes in to hang out and like they start moving, they start yeah. whining. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Or vice versa. Like their friend will be there in the beginning and they'll be like, Again, like whining, moving around. The friend will leave, and they're just sitting like a rock. Yeah. It's the audience effect, bro. It's just mm-hmm. an audience. Like, you give them an audience, 
You gotta give them a show. I yeah. feel like it's, the, I feel <laughs> like like it's <laughs> what you were saying. I feel like we are the trainers, and we're like, yeah, you got this. Yeah. But we lose power when the other person comes in. It's like, oh, okay. well, yeah, because that person, you know, like, I'm here. I know it's painful, and you're like, oh my god, like, stop, <laughs> stop, let me be. Um, just recently, I followed uh, an Instagram page, and I, I shared it with Matt the other day because. This page is growing so fast. I think in a matter of a couple of weeks, it doubled. Yeah, I showed this one to you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It was, uh, let's look at it right now. I think it was, when you showed it to me last week, I think it was 51,000. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it's at right now. What is it? So, this page is, I don't, I don't remember where this guy's from, but basically, he is teaching people how to tattoo on Instagram. It's okay. at 54 right now. And it's at 54. So in a matter of a week, I gained another three grand, 3,000 people. So this guy is doing tons of videos saying that he is teaching people how to tattoo. And uh, he's pretty much giving everyone so far on Instagram like little snippets with inf- good information. I'm not going to say it's bad information, but like with information. And in his uh, link, it tells you that... If you really want to get the full course, you know, of his stuff, just you're going to be able to buy it. It's going to be released soon. It's not even out yet. Mm -hmm. But he's already given people information that you can, like, you know, just start tattooing. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you look at his comments, a lot of people are on this page watching his stuff. Um, People from the cosmetic, you know, tattoo world, which is huge. I've seen a lot of, like, cosmetic tattoo videos nowadays of people how to, like, oh, this is how you should do your hand movement. Yeah. And this is the kind of needles that you should be using and pigments and all that stuff. Um, how do you guys feel about this way of, like, doing things? Because, like, there's also the, the, the tattoo schools that are just the online schools, the online mentorship. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the smartest things that you can do is to adapt and we need to use as many tools as possible. I feel like information should be there for people to use it. But again, as we were saying, like the expectation of being a good artist, a tattoo artist after that, I don't think, I, I feel like it should be an, an information that you should get, but it's not going to make you a good tattoo artist. I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of people that maybe can tattoo, but will never be able to actually be tattoo artists. You know, it's like you can you could learn to play the guitar. It doesn't mean that you're going to be in a band, be in a band. It's good, be that, a they, singer, it's good you know? that the information is out there because it might reach people that are going to make good things out of it. They could be good, but it, it's know? not going to be the 100 percent. It's not going to be. Everyone. So I'm glad that you said it's a good tool. And the way that I think about it is. If you're doing if you're doing an apprenticeship or if you're in a shop and you're learning whatever, a tool is something that you could use to learn, but it shouldn't be like the main thing, right? Yeah. So like I I'll I'll bring it back to like I, I do woodworking, right? So a tool in the shop will help me get a project done. Yeah. But it's not the shop, like it's not the whole thing. Mm. It's just one one little piece that's going to help me build something, but I need all of the pieces. I need all of the tools and all mm-hmm. of the knowledge. Like just having one little tool is not going to do the whole project for me. Exactly. I think they should still do apprenticeships. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Take do the knowledge. apprenticeship and take that piece, that tool into the yeah, apprenticeship right, program. Because you can't, you st- 
still need to be immersed in it every day, watching everybody like, you know, do like how a tattoo shop runs. I, I think a hundred percent, you know, like it could be a beginning, but I feel like honestly, there's people that are, you know, they'll take, they'll buy an online course. They want to skip the And then work. they'll combine that with like, uh, I watched a bunch of, dude, I watched like every season of Ink Master. I like, I basically know so much, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then like, they'll combine with like, I took a tattoo course. I've watched. 15 seasons of being master, bro. Like, what else could anybody else teach me? And then they're like, I'm going to open up a shop. I have the money for it. Oh, my you know? God. And uh, I'm going to hire a five apprentices. And then the first person they tattoo passes out, and they're like, oh, shit, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like that's more common nowadays of just, like, uh, a gr- uh, like, a, like a shop that's full of people with less than 10 years experience, like full of them. Like there's like six or eight tattooers. None of them have of them. 10 years of experience. And that's why they're going to stay stagnant. It's the blind leading the blind. Man, Facts, I've been tattooing you know? for 16 years. I don't feel like I'm ready to teach anybody how to tattoo. Me neither. Right? Mm. I mean, you've, you've taught a couple of people. Yeah. I've taught a couple of people to tattoo. Like I, the way I've taught people how to tattoo is very like, I'll teach you how to tattoo. You know, like, I can get you to tattoo quickly um, without necessarily putting you through the, I need you to learn how to make needles. I need you to learn the difference of every needle grouping. No, I, I, I know what's the basic things that you need to do to be able to do a palm size solid tattoo and make it look good. You know, I can get you there. From that point on, the world is your oyster, my man, you know. You can stay doing those palm-sized little tattoos and keep making money for the rest of your life, or you can keep pushing yourself to doing uh, better, better tattoos. And from that, um, I've honestly have had a terrible experience teaching people how to tattoo, and because of it, I will no longer ever teach any other person how to tattoo unless you will pay me up front. Yeah. So if you guys know, you pay me up front, and I will. <laughs> I will teach you how to tattoo, but, oh, I want that money up front. It's a pain in the ass to have an apprentice. Because, you know, in the past, you know, all, the, all that you asked or that your, your mentors asked of, of you was at least a little bit of loyalty and commitment, you know? And we're in such a culture of me, mm-hmm. you know, and not of, like, there's very little loyalty. There's very little of, like, you know, I owe anybody anything, you know, it's very self-entitled kind of people, you know, and like, I just, it's put a bad taste in my mouth and I don't want to do it ever, ever again. Did you apprentice anybody before owning the shop? Um, so the first person that I ever even tried to apprentice, it was way too long ago and it was way too early and I was still like in a street shop. And this girl wanted to get an apprenticeship, and it was the worst fucking thing ever that I ever did. And I was like, I shouldn't even apprentice, you know? And then my my uh, boss at the time was like, I know you were dumb. I just wanted to let you just experience it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I thought it was the dumbest thing ever, but I just needed to let you go through it so you can learn how terrible that idea was, you know what I'm saying? And then I learned, you know? And then that was I didn't, part of your apprenticeship. It was part of, you know, but at that point, I wasn't even with, like, the guy that apprenticed me. I was with my second boss, you know? And, like, I learned so much from him about tattooing and how to run a shop and all that shit, you know? But, like, uh, for sure, I was like, fuck, why did I do this? This is dumb, you know? And I wasn't, I shouldn't have been teaching anybody at that point, you know? 
It's one of those things where like you think you know, but you had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Would you guys apprentice anybody? I did. I have a couple back in Colombia when I had my own shop. Mm-hmm. Um, they were terrible. <laughs> I mean, they were good kids. They um, they were good artists. I, I only will teach uh, people that show me that they have some sort of artistic talent or something to start with. Um, a good base. A good yeah, base. a good base. Yeah, I, I wouldn't teach someone from the start like from scratch from scratch yeah i wouldn't but since the tattoo culture in colombia is so different i wasn't as like as strict as i should have been because yeah. <laughs> we don't have that apprenticeship thing yeah. so they did nothing absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and they also paid me very bad so i was like i'm done with this I'm yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. do this ever again what is it like tattooing in colombia like what's the clientele like what are they kind of expecting um, out of a tattoo so it has changed very rapidly in the last i don't know like five years ten years has been insane like when i started there were like two three shops in my city now they're like i don't even know how many it's insane it was insane um and like i don't know i feel like it has happened with it's the same with with clientele you know it has been I feel like it, the, the reality shows help a lot, and now people have more ideas. Is there, like, a Columbia Inc.? <laughs> I think there is one. I just yeah. don't watch that kind of thing, <laughs> but I feel like there is one. I think there's an Ink Master in Columbia. A Columbia yeah. Ink Master? I think there is, and the guy that is the judge is El really Maestro good. de la Tinta. El Maestro de la Tinta. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I oh read God. that and I was like, oh my God. But it's actually really cool. It means that there's so much right now in the tattoo world happening. The other side of it is that there are so many good tattoo artists that it's it's insane. They're really good. There's a lot more really good tattoo artists now. I'm like, honestly, like recently I started a new Instagram and I've been sh- being shown all these tattoo artists that I never saw before. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really good. This is really good. I would recommend anybody that has Instagram right now, just start another one. and start just Another page. Just start another page. See what the fuck is happening. I'll do it. Because, like, especially if, you have your, if you've had your page over, you know, like 10 years. Mm-hmm. If, you had, if you started your page back in the beginning of Instagram, get rid of that shit. Start a second one and just see, you know, follow tattoo pages See what gets shown to you because honestly, most of the teaching of tattooing shit that I've been seeing is in the new page. None of the stuff get ever, oh, wow. ever got shown to me on my other page. So it's pretty wild. Like I would see Instagram's probably seeing you as a new tattoo, as a new tattooer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's really interesting to see it that way because that's what people are seeing. You know, but I didn't see any of this. I would just see the same old. Stuff that, you know, from the same people that I would follow. But now that I'm in this new page, it's showing me all this new stuff. And it's been super interesting. Um, that's why I wanted to bring up the fact about tattoo schools. And I'm like, you know, um, I don't remember how many years ago. Like, was that last year that uh, um, a few people started the, this is my tattoo course, you know. And you can sign up for this. And, you know, you can get 12 or 15 videos they're going to teach you the most effective way to learn how to tattoo 
you know, and uh, a year goes by, and now they're like, man, fuck these guys. Why would I sell a tattoo course for two grand when I can just put it on YouTube for free and make like two grand a day probably on views that I can scale over the course of time, you know? Because that's how it works, you know, you, you, you start compounding all those views and all those followers and then all of a sudden your content's getting shown to everybody that has any, if you Google like, to learn to tattoo, if you have the most videos with the right. most views, that's what's getting shown and then you're generating long-term residual income off of YouTube, you know, which is why people create YouTube videos, you know, so, which is crazy because I remember last year when people started putting up the the tattoo uh tattoo school like online content i was like man i'm gonna i had the opportunity to to do that and i was like nah man there's something wrong about that i don't think that we should do that but now people are doing they don't give a fuck and i was like man i should just do it now and just give apprenticeship for free online just i'm gonna start free apprenticeships for everybody just to undercut the guy who's selling it for like two grand i was like nah we're gonna do that shit for free bro (laughs) you know because if you're gonna give it out for two grand might as well give it out for free fuck it you know because it's still, you're putting a price on it. And it should be priceless, you know? So, fuck it. And uh, now I'm like, people did it. They saw that opportunity, you know? And I'm, like, impressed by it. And especially the quality of the page that we're talking about. It's actually pretty good, you know? And the guy has a really good voice. Very good at explaining. Really good footage of everything. It's not crap. It actually looks well-produced, well-shot, well-spoken. And uh, he's actually very respectful, even to the negative comments that he gets on his page. No, no shade for him at all. He's like, whatever. Yeah. So I want to take a break. I did too. Yeah, let's do it. Let's take a little break. And then after the break, we're going to bring two new tattooers to, uh, to the channel. To light the fire. To kind of bring Thank some you guys. heat. Thank you, guys. So having me. we want to thank Caro and Heather. It's okay. You can come back. It's yeah, still recording. You're such an artist, right? <laughs> Drop mic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, we want to thank Caro and Heather so much for being with us today. Thank you guys um, for having me. Yeah. They're definitely going to be back. Part of the No Idols family. So, we're always going to talk about things. And most of all, like one of these days, we're going to have a very female-centric kind of uh podcast where we can talk more about in depth about your experiences in being a female tattooer and how um how you guys can speak to tattooers that you know you guys have experience you know and i think that like a lot of people that are going to hear this information that we have to give are going to be younger tattooers that you know do start in places like we were talking about where they don't get to be in a shop with older tattooers they don't get to you know maybe they did just you know, they're tattooing at their house and they never got to work with younger people and hear opinions. And maybe that'll motivate them to be in a better place. Who knows? Yep. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for joining. And nice uh, guys. thank you guys for talking with us. Thank, thank you. you.